The Solid 7 Podcast is a proud affiliate of GoRuck. GoRuck designs and builds the toughest gear on the planet, including footwear, apparel, and rucks. Oh, a backpack. Like a backpack, if backpacks were made to last under the toughest conditions in the world. Mm. Everything they make is backed by their Scars Lifetime Guarantee and is tested and proven over and over and over again at GoRuck's events held all over the world and led by current and former Special Forces combat veterans. The GoRuck brand stands for Building Better Americans, the Special Forces way of life, and a life-or-death approach to building the world's toughest gear. Visit Solid7Podcast.com and click on the GoRuck link to learn more about their gear and events, and a portion of every purchase and event registration that you make will go to support us here at the Solid 7 Podcast. After a slight boomer delay, we're live. Uh, I grew a full beard, shaved it, grew a third one, and then still shaved it before you were able to turn your mic on today. Yeah, we all know you can't grow facial hair, Josh. But they couldn't see me. Oh, Embarrassing. Yeah, I was, I was just about to say, I, I felt like you were kind of like waiting for the intro, but I don't feel like you have to do that anymore, Becca. Like okay you're not even you're not even a, a i don't even know what you know like you're not a guest i mean you are a guest but like you're just a, like a legend a, a, le- a legend wait for it i'm a legend so this is of course a solid seven podcast and uh we are a better than average podcast almost mm-hmm. always no i think all the time man and Pretty much. Uh, each week we get together Talk about whatever's going on in the world that interests us. And we invite you to join along. And sometimes we invite a guest to join us. But this week, we have no guest. We have a legend. You know her? A legend. You love her. The one and only Professor Rebecca Strangarity. What up, Becca? Hey. Applause, applause, cheer, cheer. So, Hello, my friends. Hello. I, the inside, Hello. The inside baseball, I said after a slight boomer delay, is, uh, and Josh is one of the few people who doesn't uh, judge me for these things, as is uh, IT Eric, who was involved in this story. Uh, but I just, uh, we talk about it on here all the time. I like to play with new tech, and I get bored with tech pretty quick and easy. And so I talked about it on here when it happened, but. Uh, I got one of the new iMacs at work a while back ago when the new M1 Ooh. chips came out. I'm like, ah, it's pretty screen, new chip. I want to play with that. Uh, and I was over it a little bit. And uh, somebody uh, at work needed a new computer. I'm like, hey, I will give up this almost new uh, iMac if I can play with something else. So I'm back to being mobile. I'm back on a MacBook Air this time. Never had an Air. Only had pros before. So Ooh, I love my MacBook Air. But, love it. But uh, tonight was my first time using it uh, for FaceTime for the old pod, and there were some technical difficulties. Had to change some mic inputs. We figured it out, though. We're fine. It's all good. And so here we are. Not only are we here, but Becca finally after. I don't Is this fourth, fifth episode? Sixth? How many now? I'm, I'm not sure. I, I want to say five or six, maybe with uh, Patreon episodes six i i don't know a lot the point being it's been a lot and but finally finally you have come properly prepared now is it uncracked it's uncracked i've been wanting to crack it all night i'm waiting for this moment is that mango heck yeah mango have you had a mango one yet yes so i ordered 
through you guys got my discount uh maybe two months ago and i've been like saving them for like special days at work when i know i'm going to need a little something it's a good play um and then they were having a sale it was like two weeks ago kale mm -hmm. and your discount on top of their discount um was very nice so then i ordered two different um two different ones but i haven't even opened the box yet yeah that was it was a pretty good deal they were doing like buy one get one 50 percent, and then our yes. the solid seven discount which the promo code is yeah. solid the number seven that 10% off stacked with it. So it really was a, a pretty good deal. So uh, it was a really great deal. I already have my, my goes on auto ship, which we've covered here ad nauseum, but I did take the opportunity to go ahead and pick up some more of the, uh, Jocko go pre-workout, which I have been a really big fan of. Uh, and I, okay. my initial thing of it was mango and the mango's good. Uh, but this time, since I was getting, you know, buy one, get one, I got another mango and I got a sour apple sniper and in Ooh. the pre-workout, the sour mm -hmm. apple sniper is is the winner. Ooh. So, okay. Okay. Now in in deference to good deal Dave Burke, I still need to try the, the afterburner orange in the pre-workout. So that that will happen, but Okay. hasn't yet. But on that note, let's uh let's crack some Jocko Ghosts. Let's get the spin boy going right. Now they actually, and it's, I, I think we, we owe them a little mini commercial. It's been a while since we devolved into just a, mm. a Jocko fuel in a origin commercial. Um, cheers boys. Cheers. Right back at you. But, um, they, um, they're, they're tweaking flavors right now. They've been working on that in the lab. They've been posting about that, but they're also on their Instagram where you can no longer find Josh. They're also doing, uh, like a Jocko Go flavor tournament right now. So oh. they're into the semifinals. But uh, if you go onto their Instagram, there's a, a link you have to click besides voting in the polls. There's a link you click where you go in and submit your info and you put in what flavor you think is going to win. Okay. And then, so they're into the semifinals now. You go and you vote for the flavors in their stories. And if the flavor you said was going to win or that you thought was going to win wins the tournament, then you're in a drawing for a year supply of Jocko goes, which is three cases a month is what they're giving away. Wow. It's not a bad deal for not a couple a of clicks. Deal. It's not a bad deal. So, okay. I believe nice. the current voting is now this probably won't be true by time this podcast airs, but right now it's, it's mango versus orange, I think, which I mean, that's a battle. Mm. Yeah. Mango. Yeah, I'd go Team Mango. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think mangoes. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm interested to see, like, with them tweaking flavors right now, how things shake out. Because I was really excited when they announced watermelon. I want to love the watermelon. I just don't. I wanted to have mm -hmm. like straight up like watermelon Jolly Rancher, watermelon Laffy Taffy. Like that's the flavor yes. I'm looking for, and it's not quite there. I feel like they got that with sour apple. Like, obviously, it's not a dead okay. ringer, but it tastes like a sour apple Jolly Rancher. Like, it's it's a pretty close approximation. But the watermelon's, okay. watermelon's not there yet. Yeah. But if, okay. it, if it gets there now, now we're on to something. So, okay. man, they've been making moves. We talked about, like, what was it? Josh, I, I don't know, two episodes, three episodes ago, we talked about them making some big moves and buying yet another big factory in North Carolina. This week, they made another big deal. So, they had... Um, like an investment group buy into Jocko fuel as a minority owner for $30 million. 
Wow. Like they're making moves. And then up in their area in uh, New England, they're in some Walmarts as a trial, like the full Jocko fuel line. So Mulk and Jocko go and the supplements and everything. So, yeah. That's cool. And I, you know, and I'd like to think it's, you know, in some small part because of, of us being ambassadors and just getting the, getting the word out there. So I do have to say, whenever I have family over, I always pour it in like shot glasses and everyone can try it. And some of the family loves it. And some of the family is in love with real sugar. So it's not their cup of tea and that's, okay they don't like healthy things so yeah if you're coming straight to it off the sugar train if you're like no i i just had a, a mountain dew that's probably not the right time to try it right right it's true so but we yeah, love i it. usually tell people um that it's usually their third can it's probably good if you're used to the sugar world okay Three, yeah because yeah. I, I think just love it. well ahead. they also didn't have mango when i first started so mm. it took took a couple cans to get used to it, and then uh, you do. And it's and I just like to tell people like it does what energy drinks say they should do. You know, like I don't get the crash. Um, I actually feel awake after drinking one, especially at that three o'clock lull, two three o'clock yes. lull. It definitely you do notice it waking you up during that yeah, part of the day. Yeah, but no no jitter, no crash. That's what's. Yeah, so it's beautiful. So, and normally Becca lives in a Jocko Go desert because, true. Uh, you know, no <clears throat> vitamin shop nearby, no Wawa nearby. But yeah. you can you can do what Becca did. You can go to uh, JockoFuel.com, OriginMain.com, OriginUSA.com. They'll all land you where you need to be. As a matter of fact, forget everything I just said. Just go to Solid7Podcast.com and click the link for, for Jocko Fuel and, and Bob's your uncle. There you are. You get ten percent off with our promo code, and they'll ship it right to you. You don't even need, you don't need a Wawa. Who needs Wawa? It's true. They're Not also us. really fast. I have to say, I'm always impressed with them how fast they ship, and it gets to me. So yeah, I think yeah, that I, I don't think that holds quite as true uh, for their apparel right now on the origin side because mm, uh, okay. people are just buying heavy hoodies and American made jeans and boots and belts and everything just uh, as fast and faster than they can make them, which is why they keep uh, blowing out capacity. And I say that as I, as I sit here and yet another pair of, uh, you know, I don't even know what brand, whatever jeans I snagged last time from target already, already with holes in the back of them. And uh, would this have happened if I had origin jeans? No, it wouldn't. However, I'm not going to pay for origin jeans right now while I'm still a fatty fat fat. So I'm going to buy them when I'm not a fatty fat fat. So now if you, wherever you are listening are a fatty fat fat. So, and you're going to stay that way we'll just buy them now. Yeah. It's but uh, I want to buy them once and not twice. And so I'm, I'm holding out. It's going to happen. Give me a little, little treat, like a reward to myself. I bought two pairs of pants from banana Republic. Not sure if that's fair trade, Becca. Is not fair trade, Josh. But they're not hor- They're not horrible, but not. Yeah, fair they, trade. they were a good. The good price, and um, and they seem to be lasting. They seem pretty, pretty good. Pretty good quality. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just bought two pairs of pants from a thrift store this week and got one is Nine West, and the other is a Calvin Klein, and I paid six dollars for it secondhand. So I was feeling fit pretty good too this Look week. You all of us buying clothes look at us hey hey now 
uh, Origin, their their stick, right, um, mm. is like they're bringing manufacturing back to America, right? Um, and they're, they're they're pulling it off. It's it's pretty successful, uh, but to the extent possible, and I, they do this with their clothing stuff. They they call it from the dirt to the shirt. So it's like the right. cotton and materials that they are are weaving are are grown and harvested here, and I then. Love it. They weave it here, and then it's sewn mm-hmm. here, cut and sewn here, and then it's shipped here. That mm-hmm. is that that's is that fair trade enough for you, or uh, do we? Oh we, yeah, that's awesome. I love all that. Right. Good to know. So it, they're not going to get fair trade certification for that unless they go through the process. But because we only care if it's fair, if it's not American, like this, you know, beginning to here, and everyone along the way is getting a living wage. Now, that's that's what I want. an interesting term uh, in our current economic climate, a living wage. <sighs> yes. uh, you know, I was laughing today. I almost almost made a post out of it because, you know, did you really have the thought if you didn't post it? Um, and if it was if I were you, I would have just fired up the old phone and done a story. But I'm not. I tend to post words and pictures. Okay. Um, every time I'm like, I'm just going to hit record and I'm going to post a little, little video story. Uh, by the time it's mm-hmm. done, I'm like, ah, nobody wants to see this. I got a face made yes. for podcasts. Um, but, uh, it's just funny to me that the same subset of people, um, who were like, Oh, minimum wage, living wage, fair wage, blah, 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 yakety schmacky. It's, it's gotta be $15 as the absolute floor. It should be higher, but at least 15 Okay. Agree or disagree. We all know that crowd's out there. Right. It's the same crowd that is spending and printing money so freaking fast that that $15 now has the purchasing power of the $750 we started at. And so, you know what they're going to want to do? Or you know what they're going to start saying? I mean, who can live? On this fifteen dollars an hour, it's true. So it's got to be more. Why not twenty? Why not twenty-five? Why not a hundred? Seriously, let's, why not? Let's all be Elon. Let's Elon make a second. Let's do that. A minute, an hour, whatever. Let's just make the. If we just made the minimum wage, whatever Elon's earning an hour, they were all good. Yeah, I'm fine true. with this. It makes complete sense to me. I I know. What could go wrong, guys? What could go lot. wrong? Um, Becca, world traveler that she is, might have some friends in Zimbabwe who would have some thoughts. Slightly racist comment, but okay. Um, uh, well, I, name me another I current country that's experiencing hyperinflation. That's all. Oh, I had, gosh, America, America. Yeah. I did see Elon and um, his partner, I guess you'd call her his partner, his girlfriend. I don't know if they call themselves girlfriend, boyfriend. She, They just had a surrogate. And I thought to myself, I wonder how much that woman made to carry their baby. Well, I don't know. It's hard <laughs> to say with Elon because on one hand, Obviously, you know, I think he's still, it fluctuates with stock prices and stuff, but I think he's still the richest man in the world right now. And uh, sometimes he's very, very giving with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, we'll just, we'll, we'll send some, some Starlink receivers yeah, to, to Ukraine. It. Hey, whatever. Um, well, you know, so sometimes he's, he's very, very giving. He like, there was just a whole exchange just on Twitter 
um, uh, cause he's super active like himself on Twitter. Somebody pointed out like, Hey, some of these starships that aren't going to fly again, again, would be great tourist attractions like in the Brownsville area. And wow. he's just on Twitter. Like, okay, let's make it happen. Like, well, we'll send one, we'll send one your way. Um, but then at the same time, like this kid from, uh, from UCF, from uh, university of central Florida here in our area who has built these Twitter accounts that just track the private jets of people like Elon. So he right. just uses publicly available data and uh, it's actually really smart programming. I don't get why Elon didn't just hire the kid. I, re- I really don't understand. Um, but th- this, this Twitter is just a bot and it just tells you when Elon's taking off and where he's headed and when mm-hmm. he's landing and whatever. So he reached out and he's like, Hey, this is kind of a security risk for me. Can we shut it down? And he offers the kid five grand. I mean, it's like pennies. Five grand. That's like stupid. Yeah. There's not even a comparison for us. We can't even say that's like us offering someone a penny because that ratio still isn't small enough to his net net worth. And so the kid's like, well, how about like a job or a Tesla? Right. And so then somebody came along and offered him like a a Tesla lease on like a Model 3. No, dude. No. (laughs) Yeah. No is right. Yeah. So it's hard to say. So maybe Elon was very yeah. generous for with the surrogate. Maybe not. Maybe not. I do love that that kid is also tracking all the Russian, um, the how ol- do you pronounce it? The, the oligarchs. oligarchs. Yeah. Yeah. Their, you know, jets and their cruise ships. I'm just like, this kid, he's like a national treasure. Yes. <laughs> I've not it. heard of this kid. <gasps> What, Josh? He's not on your Reddit, you know, things? You're not seeing him? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, but you've heard about him and Elon. That you've heard, I guess. Mm-mm. Wow. Okay, so this kid, what is he, 15, Kale, I think? No, he's I like mean, he's uh, 15. No, no, no. He's, in, he's probably um, either deep into his teens or early in his 20s because he's a college student. Like, he's a proper college student at UCF here. I did not think he was a college student. Yep. Yep, attending okay, UCF. Okay, anyways... This kid is tracking Elon's, uh, what is it? Was it this jet? I don't even remember now. Yeah, it, yeah it's his private tracking. jet. Yeah. Um, and Elon's like, and then I'm putting on his Twitter feed. Like his whole Twitter feed, Josh, is just where Elon is at any moment. How did he yeah, figure he's from that out initially? So he coded, like he grew up, his dad worked in, in aviation. I don't know if it was like air traffic controller or what, but he grew up around this stuff. And so literally he's just coded. And it all like he's not posting on Twitter. It's it's all automated. So he uses publicly available data to from like um, you know takeoffs and landings and filed flight plans and stuff like that. And he's he puts it all together and it's like yeah he's leaving here right now and he's headed there and he'll be there at this time. He's what, nineteen what, years old. So what's the I just point. Funsies. The point is, if you can do it, do it. You know, Elon didn't like it. So Elon's like, take it down, man. You know, Mm -hmm. whatever. But now I love he's got two Twitter things. He's tracking Putin and the Russian oligarchs, their jets. And I just, I think it is. He can track Putin? Well, that's what his whole thing is. Is Putin leaving like the same like square mile in Moscow? Probably not. Hmm. That's cool. So did he take down the Elon Musk tweets? No. Nope, he still, still has them up. So, oh, good for him. Yeah, I think it's weird, but like, going, I mean, I, I get the frustration from Elon. I'd be like, can you not do that? 
Right. Yeah. But, it, but if you were doing that and the richest man in the world offered you five grand to take it down, you would that say, wouldn't hack no, you off. Give me my Tesla right yeah. now. I Thank would want, yeah, I get what you guys are saying now. Yeah, but it's still kind of like, I don't know, it's still kind of weird to me. It's no weirder than no. like typical paparazzi behavior. I, I want my I, electric car that I'm going to power by coal so that it's clean energy for the world. That's what I want. I want my Tesla. Thank you. It's fair. So then you don't have to pay for the gas prices right now? Absolutely. Yeah, Just that's coal. our, uh, you know, our transportation secretary, Mayor Pete, he even said, guys. If you just go buy an electric vehicle, you don't have to worry about these gas prices. Just why don't you just go buy it? What are you waiting for? I know. I thought about putting my, uh, what's it called? My tax refund. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Oh my gosh. It's like yeah. pathetic. I can't even remember. Yeah, yeah. Tax I just return. want to put my tax yeah. refund towards it. I'm just like, I don't know, $70,000 short, but it'll be fine. Well, clearly you have, I mean, you have your priorities out of whack. I don't know why you can't just Which go. Which Tesla model do you want for $70,000? Aren't they all 70000 You don't have no. to. You don't have to work hard to spend seventy. Really? There's cheaper ones, Josh? Yeah. The one I was quoting used was like, I mean, still a lot, but it was like 20 to 30 Gosh, I've never even looked into buying one, so this tells you how much I know. I just assumed they Even brand all... new, I was spending maybe barely scratching 50 brand new. For a Model that's, 3, mind that's you. That's like what a you down wanting? payment on a house. Why would I yeah. do that? Well, no, I'm not allowed to do that, but I'd like to do that. But guys, you're, you're missing the point. If you if you would just do that, then you wouldn't have to worry about these gas prices. I that's think why I want one. You're missing, but because you're missing we that. live, quote, in an apartment, it, quote, doesn't make sense, quote, to buy one in an apartment, quote, quote, quote. I filled up both vehicles... This that was my week, wife. I'm reference, referencing this week. Yeah. My my car. We were we were out. I guess we were getting groceries. Probably Sunday. We were on our way home, and saw a mobile on the way home. Uh, still had gas for like three ninety nine. Like mm. uh, I gotta I gotta fill up. We had the kids with us. We had groceries. I'm like eh, I'm gonna wait. The next day, it's uh it's four four oh nine. It was up ten cents. Four oh nine. Uh, but their pumps were all off. I don't know if they had sold out while they were still 10 cents cheaper than everybody else or whatever. Ooh. So I'm like, well, I'm not going anywhere else right now. I'll deal with it tomorrow. So I go the, the next day and it's up. Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't 409. It was 419. It had gone up 20 cents. So I go the next day to another gas station to fill up uh, and it was up another 20 cents. And then I went and filled up our van yesterday cost me 73 bucks and it was that was up another 20 cents from what i put in the car the other day so in the point it's a gas in our area here in central florida it's up 50 60 cents at least per gallon here this this week sunday sunday to uh, friday as we sit here yeah. yeah i think i drove by wawa earlier tonight and it was i think 439 plus oh my gosh yeah, or it was it might have been higher because I saw diesel was like five something, so maybe regular was a little higher. Uh, watching wow. watching truckers post their like the oh. screenshots of their gas pumps, it's it's insane. It hurts. I mean, four figures that well up over a grand filling up. That's no insane. way. Oh yeah, yeah. When gas prices were normal, I think it cost maybe twenty five bucks to fill up. But when I filled up last week or week before, I think it was about forty something bucks. Yeah. I'm like, I have an 11 gallon tank. When you think about like 
e- everything, voice. everything, with very few exceptions, that you're gonna buy this week that you've ever bought in your life, sat on a truck like that at some point. That's regardless right. of how it gets into our country or if it's already right. here, where it's grown, whatever. When it gets right. to the place you're, where you're buying it, it probably got there uh, on a truck at some point, on a semi at some point. Right. And so those guys can't pay those gas prices. Wow. Like they can't haul that stuff without charging more to haul it. So if they've got to charge, right. if it costs more to ship those things, then you got to charge more for the things. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. But it's all, it's all, it's all Putin's fault guys. It's the, it's the, of course. What, what, what's, what, what does the white house want, it, want us to call it? The Putin tax, the Putin price hike effect. Yeah. Something like, like they know we were all here prior to the last three weeks and that we saw the, gas prices rising long before things popped off in Ukraine, right? Mm-hmm. Do they do they know that we know that? Or do they think we're too distracted by uh, Netflix? Or? I think they're hoping that we're distracted. Kills me. You know? the, I, I saw somebody make this great point today, which was hilarious, right? So uh, one of, again, I agree, disagree, whatever. Uh, but one of uh, President Biden's very first actions, lots of presidents, uh, take you know, there's things they do day one. Usually, it involves like either reversing or issuing executive orders or challenging things that are in the federal register that are about to become law, even though Congress should be the only ones making law according to our constitution, but whatever. Right. So there's a lot of stuff that goes down like that first day. So president Biden revoked the, the permits or, or whatever the correct terminology is for the process for the Keystone pipeline day, XL. day one, XL, XL, extra large. This isn't a little pipeline. Um, yes, because the Keystone Pipeline already exists. So yeah. let's just get the facts straight. Which uh, was uh, w- would have been carrying crude oil or, or natural or whatever, uh, carrying uh, fuel products from Canada down to uh, down to I think Texas is where it was going to terminate, uh, where those would have been processed. So okay, so canceled that, and so now we're being told like right now as people are asking, oh, well, are mm-hmm. we going to try and start that back up? Um, right. the, the response from, from the white house, from the administration is that's not opening up new oil fields. That's not opening up new resources. That doesn't bring any new resources to bear. There's no economic benefit to that. That doesn't have anything to do with us being, uh, you know, more energy independent. So it wasn't a penalty to us. It, it didn't harm our economy in any way. It didn't harm our energy independence in any way to shut down that pipeline. Mm-hmm. Okay, Roger, check, gotcha. We're part of how we're sanctioning Russia right now is by shutting down the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Right. So, shutting down that pipeline, that's an economic punishment for, for them. That's going to have a negative economic impact. But shutting down the Keystone XL pipeline, no, 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 guys, no, no bad, no bad economic impact. That's not, that's, mm-hmm. that's not. So that, I, I don't know what I think about that because I, I read this week, a couple of days ago, like this 30 page summary of the full 600 do- like page document that our department of, um, what is it? Energy or labor or whatever produced. And the Keystone XL, like Biden canceled it, but the permits were already revoked from the Canadian side to send it. So 
at that point, like Biden would have had to go back to Canada, re-sign all the deals because they were already revoked. So to Biden's credit, I like what he did, I think was stupid, but it was already kind of off the table. And the like report that the government wrote said that it's not that Keystone XL isn't going to have a difference in our like energy, you know, independence because most of the oil we were going to be getting from it, we were, we were shipping to other countries. So to me, I'm like, okay, that's fine. But what if we decided we're not going to ship to other countries and then we kept it, then we would have been independent. So to me, I, I yeah, I kind of go both ways on this and that it actually, from what the report said, it wouldn't have helped us at the same time. And also because of the type of oil it was, that's not the type of oil that we get gas from because it's like a very not pure-ish oil, whatever. So I don't know. I, to me, I, I think that we have more options that we could be putting in like trying to become more energy independent and we have the options, but we keep throwing this climate flag and, and I am very concerned for the climate, I have to say, which I know you guys, well, I shouldn't say you guys are not, but some of my friends in my area are not. I think we could be doing more and it bothers me that we say we care about the climate. So let's just have them blow up, you know, their countries like Russia, it's fine, Saudi Arabia, Iran, who cares if they're going to be digging who cares if there's pollution? Who cares if there's a leak? Because it's like out of sight, out of mind. And that's what really bothers me is we could have security and independence in America, but we put up this, you know, self-righteous, woke agenda and put it on other shores. And that that bothers me. Well, and like like they're doing it safer and cleaner there. Like they're adhering to strict environmental uh, policies and protections when they're drilling mm. in mm. Russia or in the Middle East or in Venezuela, sure. or, you know, it's it, if you're going to use the oil, if you're going to use mm. the coal, we're going to be the ones who are going to be the most responsible about extracting right. it. We're the ones that are going to have the most oversight, but it's not the only option. We could also grow up and be adults and stop villainizing Nuclear energy, which is yes. the cleanest, most abundant thing available to us right now. And it's not even close. It's not even close. I know. Yeah. But we haven't built a new reactor in this country since the 70s, I think it is. Yeah. Has it been that, that long? Yeah. Yeah, it's been that long. I, I, Yeah, they haven't. And, and nobody talks about that. There's no politician or energy expert who has the ear of the media who is explaining that um so yeah it's i i don't know it is just really interesting and then biden went to venezuela this week to ask for oil and i'm like this is not good our, our dear dear friends this is not good our dear dear friends he went to venezuela for oil what i mean he sent uh he sent a representative but yeah yeah his of course he didn't go i don't even know oh. that he can leave his bedroom 
I'm so frail. I'm so concerned well, for his health. And what's fun? It, it, it actually, it literally annoys me, right? When the the current administration and current circumstances turn me into a President Trump apologist because I'm I'm not. Uh, you know, we've stated on before, here before. There was there was never any point I was rah rah President Trump. I'm not rah rah yeah. President Trump now. Uh, I got no problem telling you I I didn't vote for him. Uh, the mm-hmm. first time he ran, I also didn't vote for Hillary, but I I didn't vote for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my respect for the office of the presidency just it it just wouldn't allow it. Um, sure, I, I I voted for him without hesitation the second time around, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll tell you. I'd trade a lot of mean tweets for what we're dealing with right now. I really put, but so, you know, when I say it like forces me to become a president Trump apologist, well, the right. the reality is whether, whether you like it or not, whether you're left, right, blue, red, pink, purple, whatever, it doesn't matter wherever you fall as a factual statement during the last administration, America mm. was a net energy exporter. We were not dependent on outside sources for our energy. And that is yeah. not the case right now. Now, we can talk right. ad nauseum about why that is and whether or not that's policy or or whatever it is. Um, but it but it's a factual statement. We, we mm-hmm. were then, we aren't now. And then this, there's this clip making the rounds from the, cam, from the last presidential campaign of President Trump saying, uh, you know, he's talking about the gas prices and how low they were at the time. And he said, if mm-hmm. if if Biden gets into office, you're going to be paying six, seven, eight dollars a gallon for gas in every left wing talking head and several moderate talking heads. Laugh that stuff off. Right. right. Oh, you know, when he said, watch, they're taking down these statues now. But Jefferson and Washington will be mm-hmm. next. And everybody goes, oh, he's crazy. Well, we're paying six, seven, eight dollars a gallon for gas in some places right now, and the rest of us are well on yeah. our way. And and the statue of Teddy Roosevelt is no longer outside the museum in New York, and there have been statues of Jefferson taken down. And it's like, yeah, guys, I I, I don't want to defend him. Please stop making me defend him. Please stop making me say, look how right, right he was. But holy crap, look how right he was. Yeah, Jeez. yeah, and, true. You know. Fair, fair is fair. I'll call balls and strikes. Would gas be as much as it is at the pump right now if Russia hadn't invite, invaded Ukraine? No, it wouldn't be as high as it is right now. But it was already much higher than it had been in a very long time. And oh, yeah. so, And the problem is, so that put us in a weaker position to weather what we're dealing with right now. Right. Wouldn't yeah. you rather be dealing with the increase from what's going on in Europe right now, having started from the point of like a buck ninety nine or two oh five a gallon, you mm-hmm. know, versus you know the three ish that we were at when this started popping off, wouldn't that have put yeah. us all in a better position? Absolutely, it would. Um, but you know, if uh, what does Dwight say? If onlys and butts were, yeah, I know. You're talking. I don't yeah, know the quote. He says something in <laughs> onlys and what the white. Every day would be Unta Donk Fest. It's something like that. Um, no, he does not. Only, say that. Yeah, it's close. Oh, it's a print. You can buy it as a print. What? If only just in candies and nuts, then every day would be Unta Donk Fest. <laughs> that doesn't look right. Hold on. I don't think I've ever heard him say that. 
it's later. If yeah, if onlys and jests were candies and nuts, then every day would be unk-dunk fest. <laughs> That's a great wow. line. Hey, listen, every once in a while Dwight drops some Dwight knowledge should. and that was a good one. Oh. He was right. Uh, speaking all. of so I can contribute to the conversation. Uh, yeah, I was li- I've been listening to um uh Kelly, I know you listened to it. The oral history of the office. Yes. Oh, I who got is that? Brian Baumgartner. Oh, that that's was the Brian's. that was okay. the first yeah, one he did though, right? Yeah, it's only twelve episodes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um he uh he's also a Packer fan. Goal pick goal. Goal pick goal. Um, but it's so good. It's only on Spotify, which is stupid. So that's either stupid uh interface listen to it. But it was like so good. I almost laid in bed the other night and just played it on the home pod and just sat mm-hmm. there and listened to it. So but then wow. I ended up watching Star Trek Next Generation instead. That's that's okay. but that's uh, that podcast then gave birth to his other one because right they, yeah. like his his podcast it's another one of those we've talked about it on here normally like I've made exceptions kind of for him uh, and for Office Ladies isn't as whatever but I don't like overly produced podcasts like when sure. when NPR has a podcast that blows up um, you know like was making a murder theirs or, or different stuff like that. You know, they yeah. have that very distinct editing style and it's like somebody's talking in a studio and then it transitions directly into like audio from an interview and there's that NPR music, stuff like that. I, I just, every once in a while something's interesting enough that I'll put up for it, but it's just not what I mm. enjoy in general. And, um, you know, Brian's podcasts aren't like that, but they are a little more produced. Same thing, Office Ladies. They're just like yeah. old school media. So they're used to like, oh, we've got to have producers and techs and, right. uh, you know, uh, whatever. So there's a lot of hands involved. But all that to say, Brian was sitting down to do the oral history and mm-hmm. they edited it way down. He had all this mm-hmm. content from all these interviews with all of his friends and castmates and people who were involved. Aww. And he's like, basically bummed, like nobody's going to hear all this other stuff. And so that's mm-hmm. why he rolled that into. That's what that's what created the the podcast that he actually just wrapped. So now wow. he kept his podcast, but he's pivoted to he's doing more of like it's, he changes the name of his podcast to Off the Beat. Um, and okay, it's I just, was confused. Like it seemed like a lot of episodes were about the office, but then it also seemed like peppered in like random people. Yeah, it was pure office until um, like a, a month ago, maybe. Oh, um, okay. and so now he's just talking to other people. It seems like so far that have uh, have been involved in like comedic television or entertainment. Um, the idea being, I can't remember who told him that. Maybe it was Greg Daniels said like the funniest jokes, the punchlines are off the beat rather than the obvious on the beat. So mm. off the beat is the name of it. So like he, he had the dude that played cam from, uh, modern family on and a few others. I, I'm, okay. I'm not caught up on, on the podcast. And honestly, I don't know if what he's doing now interests me enough that I'll keep listening. Sorry, Brian. Yeah. Uh, Brian, come on the podcast. Convince me to keep listening. It's fine. Open invite. Um, but uh, yeah, it was that that series was was really good. Total, a totally different vibe from the Office Ladies. I mean, he just did a really yeah. a really different thing. Okay, so, yeah. fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's been awesome. Hmm, fun. I love that. It's, so, it's like it's it's actually like uh, produce like I don't know if produce is the right word. Like there's like it's like a like an. I don't even know how to explain. I almost was like an old timey radio show. Like someone will mention something and oh. he'll have like a sound effect in the background for it, like to help you visualize better what he's talking about. So it's like 
very well done and i was actually yeah. really impressed by it so mm, far okay so like like he adds in uh clips from like uh all the episodes obviously people talking but then even like the first episode he was having uh i can't remember the top of my head but like just different noises that just helps tell the story better and helps whatever Ooh. make it feel yeah. more like because it's an oral history of whatever mm -hmm. so he does a really good job making you visualize and picture everything they're talking about it's really cool i love that but it's only on spotify so you should check it out well, the oral okay. history of the office i will it's so odd when you're listening to hear him as brian right yeah i'm still not used to that because like he sounds he, completely different so it, different it, it's so different crazy because he's like a classically trained actor as evidently it was rain wilson and so this pivot to comedy for them, it's just, it's just like, he's just so not Kevin, like not even, mm -hmm. not even close. Like he actually sounds smart in this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Which I get it. Like that's, that's what's called acting, but some people are pretty much just themselves when they act and they make it big and that works for someone. That is not what Brian did here. So, yeah. But I loved when the office ladies had him on a little bit ago and it was so fun. And I just was shocked again at his voice and how normal he is i don't know how else to say it yeah yeah i remember I, I can't remember if it was on his podcast when he had either uh angela or jenna on or when he was on mm -hmm. theirs he was actually talking about like very early on when when like he and angela were still guest starring and they weren't series regulars i think it was in the uh like those the first uh, you know mini season the first season six mm -hmm. episodes there's a point where there's a couple of them talking it might just be him and angela or oscar might be there and they're talking about somebody's gonna get fired and he's like probably gonna be you or, or something like that but they point out like he it wasn't his kevin voice it was his brian voice and oh, then my you, word. you go back and listen to that exchange you're like oh okay. dang it is that you're right so i'm gonna have to listen now yeah so it's I can't remember. Yeah. That, it might be the first or second episode, but yeah, it's his Brian voice is not. Yeah, his that's the. Voice. It is the first season, so it's early. I yeah. mean the the episode. You know, he so rarely got to be like the focus of an episode. So mm -hmm. like when they needed to get their parking spots back and the cold open with the chili, but really that was still just the the cold right. open. But man, the episode uh, when Dwight makes uh, Holly think that Kevin is what are we allowed to say now, Becca? Your therapist is he is he mentally challenged does he have a learning disability what are we supposed to say because you can't be say honest, the r word you can't use the r word and i'm not practicing at the moment so i don't even know the lingo in the u.s what won't get us canceled but i think it's okay to say that in the show she thinks he's retarded yes because that's in the show so we're talking about a like specific situation um it is so funny yeah when he pulls out the chains oh and it's chains and a button, I was going to say I the like same lose thing. It yeah. Every time, this one's a button. Yes. <laughs> oh gosh, that show is just or when would she's never work today. Would like, never work. Angrily defending his honor. No, you do not talk to him like that. Uh, what What's funny is uh, he actually, I think, in the second or third episode of the oral history, he talks about diversity day. And at length, because mm. like mm. the first episode is almost word for word, shot for shot, like very similar to the uh, to the British show. But then they okay. kind of went like completely original script for the second episode. And the second episode mm. is Diversity Day uh, that they mm -hmm. shot. And he actually talked about it. But I'm like, bro, Comedy Central doesn't Comedy Central 
yeah. you know, a place where you go to watch funny things. They don't even play diversity day anymore. They took it off the rotation. Really? Yeah. Really? Because it's offensive well, today. Honestly, so much of that series would never you it would never have worked today. Which it you know, there's a part of me that's like, maybe that's not horrible. And then there's another part of me that's like it okay. is. It is. It Becca, it's absolutely horrible. It is horrible. One, because like if we want to use Diversity Day as the example, and but this this carries over to so many of those jokes, right? The inappropriate thing is not what people they're not laughing with it, they're laughing at it. Michael is the butt of the right. joke in Diversity Day, right? Yeah. What they're what they're mocking, what they're satirizing is people who buy into those stereotypes. Now, there's a yeah. whole other conversation to be had about stereotypes and the fact that they tend to be largely true. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some negative ones are, are uh, you know, are are not ill-gotten, but um, mm-hmm. there's some that just that just hold up, uh, right? Uh but it's but, but that's that's the joke and you should be able to make that joke and and laugh mm-hmm. at it and and it's and you shouldn't lose that just because somebody goes well if somebody did that to me I'd be so offended right because they're wrong that's why we're laughing at them and then I right. love like you just see um, it, it's it's funny um, you know it's like uh, when comedians are the ones who are just like battling for our rights, like they're the outspoken ones that mm-hmm. get it. But like I, this uh, clip of um, Ricky Gervais keeps just popping mm-hmm. up in my life, whether it's social media or, or, you know, wherever, you know, it's just like, whoever told you that you get to go through life without anyone ever disagreeing with you. Mm. Right. I do think we're not teaching people how to, be resilient and how to not be traumatized that somebody disagrees with them. That is deeply distressing to me. Yeah. People need to learn how how to have thick skin. Like how are you going to survive life if you don't have thick skin? Yeah. Yes. And I don't think it's appropriate to be rude or, or crude or mean on purpose at the same time. People will disagree with you, and that's not you being victimized or traumatized. I Even this week, I had some uh, conversations with students just processing life and different things. And with two of them, they, they both used the word uh, they were traumatized after a conversation. And I don't personally believe that what happened and what was said qualifies as a trauma. And so, you know, so here I am, I'm like, you know, sitting with them and trying to help them, you know, process like, you know, you validate, you have to validate the feeling um, to an extent that like you can't, you feel what you feel fine, but helping them see that I don't know that this actually was as much as you said it was like what else like what else is going on what else is going on in your life if that's how you viewed this um yeah and just to kind of cry trauma at everything it you know as a trauma specialist it bothers me um and i think the media like you know it's it's just the whole society and culture right now is if if you disagree with me instead of that just being we're disagreeing with each other you know well i've just been victimized by you i, I think no you you know you've been mocked 
that sucks. I'm sorry. That's not a trauma. <laughs> and so we're creating, I think we're creating pathologies, I guess, um, for children. And, and that really bothers me. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I think it stems from uh, Becca. And I mean, I'd, I'd love to hear your take on my take. <laughs> but uh, societally, uh, and I don't know if this is true of, of all the West, this might be very myopic to American culture, but we, we've stretched childhood out so far. We keep pushing oh, yeah. adulthood out farther and farther and farther, uh, right? And so part of the thing is, um, so there, there's a part of me that sits here and says, that's ridiculous. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me harden up right but that's a little too broad a brush right where we can see for like Mm -hmm. a child that you could see words being words alone being very very damaging and traumatizing right where they where they lack the tools and the understanding to go oh i don't have to care what that moron thinks or or says i don't have to Mm -hmm. accept that as truth just because it came uh out of out of their mouth uh, right. I say that as I'm thinking in my head, why doesn't my son just trust everything I say as being true and right? <laughs> but uh, so you can see that being damaging there. But the expectation is that you come to an age of understanding where you go, oh, you don't have enough station to speak into my life. You can say whatever you want. Like, I'm not going to concern myself with the ramblings of morons because right. morons are going to say moronic things. And if I'm going to get mm-hmm. bent out of shape about it every time they do, I'm going to spend all my time being bent out of shape. So right. I'm going to identify yeah. the people who care enough about me and are intelligent enough and gain standing mm-hmm. in my life for it to actually matter when they say something and, to, right. and for them to have buy-in and have earned the place for me to know, no, their, their assessment is logical and informed and out mm-hmm. of concern for me. Or whatever. Sometimes you don't need all of that. Like sometimes, if you're a, a jerk, people can identify it, even if they don't have buy-in in your life, and they might be telling you right. a jerk, and you're thinking, "No, they don't know." So there's all kinds of, of little caveats, but I think by and large, it's this, this extension of just extended um, infantilizing of our of our culture at large, right? You know, it used to be, "Hey, you're in double digits. It's time to pick a you know pick a wife, start a family, and go uh, you know staff your farm." Um, right. And now it's like, oh, no, I'm I'm on mom and dad's insurance till I'm 27 because I had re- reasons. Right. Yeah. I mean, I definitely do think delaying adulthood is having its own set of issues. I don't know that I tie it to this necessarily, but I talk with my girls a lot about, you know, I'm preparing them for ministry at a conservative Bible college. And uh, most of conservative Christians don't think women should have positions of authority. So That's off just the Christians, go. I thought that was everyone. But we all agreed that. <laughs> that was a joke in case everyone got offended. <laughs> I am traumatized by what you just said. I'm going to call my counselor and send you the bill. Um, we'll start a spinoff podcast called Safe Spaces. Seven space, safe seven safe spaces. spaces. <laughs> it's a great alliteration. I want. I, I need. I need your. It's the Solid Seven yeah. Companion Podcast. Oh gosh, hilarious. Um, but yeah, talking with them about what do you do when people say stupid things to you, and I love the um, our male students on campus. Um, I, I teach a lot of the male students on campus in classes. I mean, there's, there's so many, so I'm teaching a portion of them. But the ones I know, I, I really do 
I really am excited for them um, and, and that generation. At the same time, they have said some really stupid things uh, to me and to my students. For instance, I've started five different nonprofits that are all still running and very successful. I don't like to toot my horn, but I'm going Sound to, like to prove a point a right big now. Horn. Oh yeah, I'm, I am to prove a point. And I had a student last semester tell me as I was uh, doing the unit on how do you start a nonprofit, tell me that I, I don't know what I'm talking about and I have no experience in this and I like I really shouldn't be talking. And I just thought to myself, kid, you know, just be, and it was because I was a woman. So I, I nothing I had was of value. Um, and one of his points was only one of them was in America, um, which that I'll give him to only one was in America. So, okay. But still one was in America. And how many have you started? None. <laughs> um, yeah, bless his heart. So it's like, am I going to let what one person said about me hurt me or define me or bother me? And for me, no. And so this is what I talk to my girls is people are always going to say things into your life, but do they even know you? Are they in relationship with you? Do they care about you? Does their voice matter? And the reality is no. For me, I, I look at that class and the student and I don't even think I told my supervisor because it was so superfluous to me. Like this kid has no idea what he's talking about. Um, yeah, but as a society, I don't think we're training our kids to evaluate what people are saying and and who that person is and should their should their opinion matter. And that is sad to me because I think it could save a lot of frustration and pain frankly um right so well and yeah. yeah i just don't we but we used to learn that i don't know where we learned it i don't know if it's just our parents i don't know if it was societal it's probably all of the above um and and then some um but it's you know to me if i were to put it in in kale kale terms you know i'd say like if you can't you know if you can't adequately explain to yourself, let alone anybody else, why you care about that person's opinion, then you don't have to. Mm -hmm. Okay, they said something uh, hurtful to me. One, I, I think it's worth assessing, does this person have insight I don't have? It, it is yeah. worth checking your ego going, was there any truth to what they said? Um, sure. But I don't think you need to start there because – some people are just too dumb to for you to even give their take that assessment. That's just the reality, right. uh, you know. And I'm 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 saying a a, a soft uh, dumb here. That might actually be just naive or inexperienced. That might mm -hmm. actually be God bless them. Some people just aren't intelligent. Doesn't mean they don't mm -hmm. have any value. Doesn't mean they don't have anything to add. But some people, they're just not the sharpest knife in the drawer. That's just yeah. the reality. And so, depending on the circumstances, you can probably just look at it and go, or like right at the surface. Yeah, I just don't like. I didn't like what you said, but it's it, it, it's just not even worth the time, right? Like Josh mm -hmm. and I um, have talked a lot here on the podcast, and we've probably discussed it some with you. Like we're both pretty big fans of Stoic philosophy. Um, mm -hmm. We're both, other than when he uh, you know spouts off, pops off about his politics, we're both fans of Ryan Holiday and, and Daily Stoic and the kind of work he's doing over there. And so I've been uh, through Ryan, uh, thankfully to him, uh, and yet another uh, open invite to the podcast. Uh, but uh, you know, been exposed much more to, to Stoic philosophy than I had been even before that. And one 
one of the quotes that comes up a lot that I love is from Marcus Aurelius, who is Mm -hmm. one half of my son's namesake. And it's choose not to be harmed and you won't feel harmed. Don't feel harmed. And you haven't been. It, it, it really is that simple. And, and really Mm -hmm. like every, I don't know anybody who doesn't like to win. Like there's people who aren't competitive, but I don't know anybody who likes to win. And what an, what an awesome win, even if it's just internal, to go, that person said that to hurt me or to get to me. And they didn't. I win. Mm-hmm. I win. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go put my head on my pillow tonight and sleep like a baby. I win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like that and I agree with that, but I will say the caveat for me is that's where I do think there are traumas and I do think there are things that are done that you need someone to walk beside you until you can get to a point where you can say, yeah, you know what? Like I'm, you tried to destroy me by what you did. Not anymore. And so, yeah, I, I don't think it's just, you can make that choice on your own, depending on what has happened. Um, But there will be a time. And that's when I think, I don't know, not when that's when real healing comes, but I think there's a moment of empowering and I would say kind of that post-traumatic growth, whatever. So, but for most things, I do think you have a choice in what you're going to do. I mean, you saw my story like, you know, months ago, Kale, whatever. I was driving Josh uh, to school. I was going to say, I did not see it. I know you didn't see this. I'm going to tell you, dude. And the listeners are not seeing it. Uh, I was driving to school. It was in the morning. And I came up to a stop sign and I stopped well before the line and a guy was coming to make a left-hand turn and he didn't like that I was where I was because he couldn't cut the corner or he would have hit me. So he starts yelling at me, gives me the finger, um, saying all these words, you know, that I can read his lips. And I just thought to myself, I'm like, dude, I'm clearly like not breaking the law. I'm in my lane. Sorry, you can't cut your corner because of where I'm sitting, but like, I'm not doing the wrong. And I mean, this is all in my head. We're not talking at all. But I just thought to myself, that could have destroyed my whole morning, having this guy go off on me, give me the finger. And for a few moments, I did feel so mad. I was so hurt. I'm like, I did nothing. And I was in the right and you're being mad at me. And then it's like, no, this is not going to destroy my day. Get over yourself, you fool. So, yeah, Kale, I do think in a lot of ways we don't take advantage of the fact that we can control our emotions, which I think is a, also it's a biblical principle. Paul said it many times. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I just don't, know, I just don't know where we lost it. I mean, I, th- I think there's always been a, a subset in society. Um, you know, there, there's always been people for, for whatever reason that lacked it, but I, I, you know, that, uh, that ability to kind of shrug that stuff off, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't, you, you don't need, like your time machine doesn't have to be super advanced to get you to a place in time where if you hopped out and said, speech is violence, people wouldn't have laughed at you, which probably would have traumatized you if you were the one saying it. You know, like mm-hmm. you just don't have to go to go back that far. And it's I, I don't think this shift is 
the societal advance. Like there's some things we figure out, we know mm-hmm. more and we kind of go, uh, we get some perspective. This isn't one of those things. This is, I, I, right. I don't know that I would call it a regression or a loss because I don't know that we've, we've mm-hmm. ever been in this place. And so, and, and yes, there, there's still, even if you're that person, right? Even if, um, you can, even if your, your general outlook is sticks and stones can break my bones, right? Even if that's you, mm-hmm. you're still like, if you're living life in any kind of, of meaningful way, right? Where you, you're opening yourself up to people and you're developing relationships, then you are mm-hmm. giving people buy-in to where their words can, can hurt you, right? And sure. good relationships sour and whatever. So there's always that potential. And so, Again, I just want to, you know, sometimes I speak hyperbolic for fun and then people get all bent out of shape. So I understand it's not so broad a brush where I'm like, my mindset is, oh, nobody can ever speak just words to me and hurt me. No, that's that's not the case. Right. There's there's people in my life that I care enough about that I think care enough about me where for them to say Mm -hmm. something hurtful. That does hurt, right? But those those mm-hmm. are those narrow instances. But the guy on the street yelling at you right. because he can't cut his corner do, doesn't doesn't count. Doesn't get a vote right. in how I feel or how my my day yeah. is going to go. Or right. or the person in line, you know, behind you or in front of you, or the idiot mm-hmm. student who you know who, who among us wouldn't love to go back to being eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old when we knew everything. Um, right. right. And that kid, he wasn't trying to hurt you. Right. He said something ignorant right. because he's lived right. no life. Mm-hmm. He went from high school to college and his whole life's been in theory and it's he'll he'll figure it out. Right. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just mm-hmm. but he just hasn't yet. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, what he said just hurt. Well, well, should it do I care mm-hmm. about what he said? Well, maybe I right. do. Well, why? Why do I care? Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, like. You can go through that process and get yourself. I'm okay with it taking somebody a couple of questions to get there. Oh, that stung. Should it? Should I care? Did did they Mm -hmm. have the? Did they have the standing? Does he know? Again, if this was, I mean, I I I don't even I don't even know who. I I I can't even pick somebody out who's like a massive name in in nonprofits. But if they were like, you don't know if if they were judging your nonprofit prowess. Okay, I need to consider what they just said. Not, not right. Not this kid. Right. Yeah. Eighteen year old freshman in college. <laughs> bless, bless him. <laughs> so, it's, but I just, I feel like that that uh, the ability to to do that, the ability to shrug off mere words, used to be much more inherent in society. And I don't, I don't get, I don't know where it, where it came from, where it was being ingrained. And I think it was, it's kind of all the above. I think it was home and school and church and and mm-hmm. everything in between. Um, and so I don't know which, how many of those pieces have, have been removed. Um, there's a lot missing right. from home that wasn't there. That's probably the major culprit because it bleeds mm-hmm. over into everything else. And part of it is we just live in a more fatherless society. And a lot of times, you know, better or worse, it was dad going, Hey, brush it off, walk it off. Right. You know, maybe that's yeah, it. I live in a fatherless society. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Josh. Yeah. Um, in lighter news, the uh, Spider-Man movies come out uh, tomorrow after this episode airs. For like renting, I mean to buy. It's already it's already coming <laughs> out. So just talk about a boomer a boomer statement, right? Um, wow, no to buy. Just in theaters like a month ago. Uh, yeah, not long ago. I mean, they've turned these junks around so much quicker with the digital world now. Wow. 
Wow. So it's okay. because I've been. Have you guys been seeing like more and more like HD memes of from the movie? I keep seeing like way more high quality memes. I'm like this. These memes look. It's instead of like a blurry little image, and then someone I saw yeah. uh, earlier on Reddit, they posted a um mm-hmm. a uh like an HD picture of the lizard. Did you see the movie, Rebecca? No. No, sorry. Well, there's a scene where he's like, the lizard goes, and so it begins. And so someone literally posted a meme saying, oh, seeing all these HD No Way Home memes, and then it's the pic- picture of the lizard, and so the it lizard. begins. I, yeah, it's, oh. it's funny. I do love, I, you know, we've we talked about it on here at Nauseam. I enjoyed the movie. It's a good movie, whatever. But I've really enjoyed, like... Oh, just, you saw it now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I went and saw it. Oh, good. Yeah, well, Jade and I went a while back ago, but... Uh, and it is good. It's good. Um, but okay. I've, I've loved like all just these great like interview clips. It's spawned of Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield, sometimes together, sometimes separate. They're just funny kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And so that I'm, I have enjoyed that content. And well, it, it has like I have refound my love for Tobey Maguire and for Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. Okay. That's a big statement. What's weird is if on like if you go on iTunes right now, well, it, it might be different when you're listening to this. If you go on there, like the top banner, like to see that it's uh, available mm. for pre-order, um, you see all three of them in the in the thing. So like if you've never saw the movie, spoiler alert. Yeah, I think that ship has sailed. I think it's uh, somebody yeah. I saw uh, the other day. This is one of the things that has has redeemed. Uh, Tell me McGuire Spider-Man a little bit for me. Like somebody juxtaposed like the clip of Peter meeting Doc Ock like in his lab before he's gone wrong the first time. Like with so it's like that clip and then cut to like Doc after the new chip is installed seeing Peter for the first time and he's like happy to see him, but Peter's just as relieved and happy to to see him. I'm like, uh, I didn't hate everything about you. I just hated emo you and the upside down kiss and the crying. But the rest was pretty good, Toby. Oh, the crying. God bless the crying. Yeah. He does have a very ugly cry. And also when you wrote Spider-Man in the show notes right now, Kale, you did not respect the hyphen. So I added the hyphen for you. Wow. Respect the hyphen, Kale. Seriously. It's like a whole thing. Have you ever heard about that? There's like a whole thing about respecting the hyphen in Spider-Man. People need yeah. to get a life. Yeah, I feel like there's there's bigger things Dude, out there. It's I uh, was I I was thinking about going to see the Batman. I loved your conversation last week about that. Actually, you had some bold statements, Josh, that made me very curious. And then I was reading some reviews that I think affirmed what you said about Robert Patterson. But um, as a single woman, I can't commit three hours of my life to a movie. What, like, does, that's that, a what does a single woman commitment? have to do with anything? Not unless you get to go with because Robert when, Pattinson. When you're like single, you just don't commit to things very easily. I think when you're like married, when you have kids, like you're, you know, you commit to things. Obviously, you're married. I couldn't you disagree a- more with you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I I saw a time two minutes fifty six sec two minutes fifty five minutes. You know what I'm saying? Thing uh-huh. two hours fifty. No way. I can't give I can't give three hours of my life to that. Now here's oh, here's where I'm I with disagree you. with you wholeheartedly. But you got you got to look okay. at it this way, Josh. Right? Like that's you you're gonna go to that movie and any guy. Like, did they pause it in the between for you to pee? Like, no. Why did you, 
But he, I, I he, just are you yeah. 80 years old? You can't hold your pee for three hours? Listen, where I lived in Israel, if a movie was over two hours and 20 minutes, they stop it midway for 10 minutes. You can go to the bathroom and get more popcorn. Every movie. So, I mean, like, it trained cool, me. I'm, it trained me. I, just I was can't. chilling in this movie. I, I, I don't know. I They finished one. I think I said this last week. They finished you one, did. like, little plot point, like, that kind of wrapped up. And then I'm like, holy crap, there's still 40 minutes left. What are they, oh, yeah, there's that whole other thing over there. And then when the movie ended, I was like, I was down to sit for another hour. Like, I was enjoying it. Here, wow. Here's wow. where I'm wow. with you. Here's where I'm with you, Becca. You go to that movie, and there's going to be single guys there, and there's going to be not single guys there, right? Any guy that's not there with his wife or a girlfriend is either a grown man who's at a Batman movie by himself or a grown man who's at, his, at a Batman movie with guy friends. And neither of those is a guy you want to meet and date. There is zero what? dating potential I, at this I movie. Enough. Hold on. Why can't a guy go to a Batman movie by himself? Like, why does that make he, him a... He absolutely can. But that guy, probably not marriage material for our friend Becca here. I think that's a dumb thing to say. Nah, I stand by my statement. Listen, if money were no object and, and we had... It depends a, on what kind of shoes he's wearing, I guess. Listen, like, how does he look sitting there? I'm telling is you. Is he wearing flip-flops sitting in the theater? That's probably oh. a no -go. If we had the kind of budget yeah. here at the, the Solid 7 Podcast where we could just buy some sets of tickets to the Batman movie and you and I just go and low key creep, take pictures of guys by themselves. I'm telling you 90% or higher of those guys. If we were to put out a poll on the social media, that you're not on well, anymore. Here's, the girls would be here's, like, here's where I'm coming from. Pass. Two things. One, Becca, the reason why I disagree with you, I agree, this is the disagree podcast today. Okay. I disagree with you because I would see movies all the time alone when I was single, like I would go okay. on Mondays okay. and just watch okay. movies. Cause I was like, okay. and I had no issue with that. I didn't think it was weird. Yeah. I didn't think it was whatever. I take and myself so, to dinner all the time. So yeah. Yeah. I love, I got to the point where I was chilling doing things alone. Okay. And some people are like, that's weird that you go to the theater alone. I'm like, how insecure are you that you can't sit in movie theater alone? So sure. then uh, with that, I'm like, I probably, if I wasn't married to care, I would have been the dude sitting alone in the theater probably watching this movie but i don't mm -hmm. think i'm undateable material as kira she tried it didn't work out for her so far so far everything is good right Thanks but you, kira. you take these statements I, like this though and you want them to be absolutes almost every rule has an exception and you may may have been the exception to this one but i'm just saying a, a grown you man say i take absolutes as you just a, made an absolute that that dude watching the movie alone is not dateable. But think about for me, Josh, not for you. Like, not is he dateable? They could all be dateable, but for me, that's the caveat. Okay. Yeah. I see. I'm paying. I see. Okay. For Rebecca specifically, you're saying you don't right. want to date a guy going to the Batman alone. I, I, I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't, but also... What what does that say about your life choices? <laughs> what if yeah. it's your your day off is Monday and he's at a matinee <laughs> alone? You'd be like, I mean, nah, that's weird. Yeah, everyone has their own thing. So I wouldn't not date someone if they went to the Batman alone. 
Also, a Sith deals in absolutes is an absolute. So Okay, whatever. Because the Jedi say that. They say, only Sith, Sith steal in absolutes. Well, Jedi um, people, that is an absolute in of Did itself. you talk about the Obi-Wan trailer and I missed it last week? Uh, we we didn't talk about it last week because it wasn't out yet. Uh, we did link to it uh, in our Insta this week because that trailer is freaking fire. I'm I lost my mind. I'm here yeah. for it. I've been here for it since it's been announced. I've talked about it several times on the podcast. I did see somebody break down because there's these super nerds out there who probably go see superhero movies by themselves who will pick apart trailers like this frame by frame. And there's, yeah, I don't watch those. There's cause f- it, it like they'll ruin too much. I want to be surprised in the show. Okay. Like I think uh, someone posted pictures of what Darth Vader. I mean, I know what Darth Vader looks like, but I'm still like, I I want to save it for the show. I want to watch it well, fresh. Well, then earmuffs, buddy, because somebody caught that there is a glimpse of the old school uh, clone armor uh, that mm-hmm. displays some color on the hand. And there's some real strong theories uh, that this will be the first live action appearance of Rex. You think it's Rex? That's Like, is it blue? That's is that th- what the it color is was? Blue. That's okay. the theory. That is the theory. I was wondering if they're going to do Rex or Cody bring him in this. Well, what it'd, be they, cool to, it'd be cool if, what's his face, Timra Morrison, the guy who played mm-hmm. Boba, if he yeah. did both, if Cody showed up and Rex. Well, what they po- what they pointed out is like the age he's at now, That, that not that they can't age or de-age at this point, uh, right. but he would be perfect to play Rex at the age he would be at when this at the time this show is set in. Is this show... Yeah. The show's after episode three so before episode four yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. right yep, because rex is also did you know this he's in episode six when they're on is it the forest moon of indoor where the little mm-hmm. uh, ewoks are he's right. when they're about to take over one of the bunkers he's like the old dude with uh, a white beard and someone uh, was it uh, who created it? George Lucas, or was mm-hmm. it the other guy, Filioni, uh Said that yeah, that's that's Rex. That's canon now. Interesting. But, and it and Very then so if you see him in what's the show that came out? Rebels. Rebels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So if you see him in Rebels, he's like super old and has like a beard and kind of almost looks like the guy in Episode Six from back in back in the day. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for this one. I think it's going to be a big win. Yeah, oh, ho- yeah. hopefully it's good. And it, and it says limited series, so I'm assuming that means one season? And not... I hope it means one season, and it's just going to yeah. be awesome, well-written, well-directed, tight, Is, um, clean. Is John Favreau yeah. and Dave Filioni doing it? Mm, Are they... No, it's uh, the director. Oh. She did some of the episodes of The, the Mandalorian, I think. Uh, I can't mm. remember her name. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we can just look up IMDb Dallas if we cared that much. But... Howard or whatever? No. No. Mm. Good time. Was it like know. an Asian chick? I think it is, she did yeah. One? An Asian her. chick that is directing it? But I don't want to guess at the name because anything I say that's wrong will just be me stereotyping Asian names. So, Jamie, you look that tried up. that once. Oh, it is. Deborah Cho. See? Yeah. Yeah, I was so right, guys. Remember, you heard it here that I called it that it was an Asian woman. 
Her it's photo, if you Google it on Google, Canadian. is not a very flattering photo. Not that's, super flattering. That's a traumatizing statement, Josh. Like, why did they pick such a bad photo? Would you say that if it was a yeah. guy? No, but like, if you look at any other photo of her, she looks good. A lot better. But the, this photo, it's like her face is like, it's like the flash of the camera or something. Mm -hmm. Like, it's super bright. So she's like super washed out. And then, like, it's like red on her eyes and it almost looks a little scary. Yeah, yeah not a great photo of her, for sure. But between. Uh this popping off and Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness and mood and I all coming here soon. It's a good time to be a nerd it really is Yeah, new season. The new season of Picard is out. If you're that brand of nerd mm -hmm. and uh, if but you are, watch it alone, if you're a star Trek next generation fan, uh, this season has Q in it, which I'm super stoked about. I was kind of oh. mad. I saw that in the thing. That would have been such a cool thing to be surprised at when you watch the show. I like. I don't know if you catch this scene. I like being surprised. In, you do in the and in the viewing. I like the. I like to get the a reaction they probably intend for when they actually write the episode. And you need to go like into a bunker. No Reddit. Nothing, my dude. Yeah. Well, no. I saw it just on TV. Somehow I saw no, or is an ad on YouTube for Picard. It was something that I was not intending to see, and it was sure. shown to me. So I think it was like an ad on YouTube, and it was like a quick shot of Q. And I was like, "Oh, that's awesome! He comes back!" But I would have preferred this feeling when I saw the episode. I did see another uh, interview clip with. Um, oh gosh, I can't believe I'm I'm gonna blank. Uh, who plays Jean Luc? Patrick, uh, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. So it was yet another interview. Jinx. It was another interviewer asking him if he's in. Uh, the Doctor Strange movie, and he just gets kind of a blank look, and he goes, "Who's Doctor Strange?" Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, you're not messing with Tom Holland here. The dude's a pro. All right, he's not leaking. So, oh gosh. Yeah, he's like super old, yeah, which makes me sad. He's very old. Yes, he's very old. Also, he's very really fragile. far down the list when I'm typing his name onto what Google. List? Just typing oh. his name in Google, it was really far down. He was not not unlike Sean Connery. That he's dude, eighty one. That dude was in a like has been attractive for an unreasonable like amount of time in his life. Oh yes, he's a beautiful man. Like the the the, the age is kind of catching up now, but especially like even during the first uh, you know the next generation when it was on the air, mm -hmm. uh, the the ladies they were. They were feeling it. Why are there so many pictures of him kissing Ian McKellen? Because they've been buddies for a long time. Yeah, but why are they kissing on the lips so many times? Yeah, they're actors it's, and they're foreign. Not who knows. But European. it's like, oh, vey. Yeah, maybe but, that's why he's been married uh, three plus times on here so far. <laughs> oh, he's currently married to his current wife from 2013. He's married time. to one lady from 2000 to 2003, and then his okay. first wife was from 1966 to 90. What happened there, man? Oh, he probably got famous in that time, and then she dropped. Yeah. Or that, or he's been around long enough that she died. Could go either way, man. That's a possibility. So. Sheila Falconer is the first wife. She's alive. Yeah, but okay, so. those boys, they're like, uh, you know, C.S. Luke and or C.S. Uh, Lewis and Tolkien level fans. Like they've been in, the, just came up in the industry together and obviously mm -hmm. are, you know, I, 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 w 
I'd, I'd like to know if anybody wow. has ever quantified like how many audition rooms they were sitting in together. They're like, hey, can somebody get us uh, an old distinguished British dude? Well, we've got these two. She is so. half his age. She is for, his current wife is 43 years old. Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, I'm not bro. mad. I mean, like, get, get it. it, man. That's good. No, it's good weird. I don't, I don't love it. I don't love it. His second <laughs> wife is 67 years old, and his first wife is does not tell me an age she was born in 45 so she's five years old uh younger than him so she's 70 something yeah it's i'm I'm not into that no no ever no what if you're 81 years old would you date someone 43 no i can't knock until you try it i was listening uh last (laughs) week to um (laughs) Go ahead, Gail. Mike Rose, always stellar podcast. And I was listening to an episode. I believe the title is something along the lines of the best business card uh, ever. But mm. it's um, about this guy. Now, I'm going to remember his first name is Clint. I can't remember his last name. I'm going to try and keep talking like a professional podcaster, a professional broadcaster. That I am uh, while I look it up here. But uh, Mike met Clint like at a bar. He hears this old guy like order a drink at the bar called the Clint. And the bartender's like, I've never heard of it. And he pulls out his business card and his business card is the recipe and the directions for this drink that he wants that's called the Clint okay. that is named for him. Well, Clint was a uh, Secret Service agent and worked oh. on five different presidential protection details, including Kennedy's, and was in Dallas and assigned to Jackie Kennedy cool. um, yeah. the, the day that uh, the assassination went down. And so Mike Rowe being Mike Rowe, like he sees this cool old guy ordering this drink that he carries around like the recipe and a picture of on this card. And so strikes up a conversation and, and they become friends. So, um, Long story longer, he um, like befriends this guy. And so there's he's done a few books at this point. There's been some books about him. And it's been by mm. this this one woman who was writing about the Kennedy assassination um, and was really getting access to some agents and people that nobody had ever talked to. Nobody had ever like gotten interviews out of Clint being one of them. Mm-hmm. And so they go they go on to really become uh, close friends uh, and so through this whole process, she's probably, I don't know, 30 years younger than him, but they, they yeah. fell in love and got married and it's not gold digging. He's not rich. He's, you know, it's not whatever. It's just kind of, yeah, the best business card in history. If you, if you check out the way I heard it with Mike Rowe, it's episode 239, 100% worth okay. the listen. But that was one of the sure. few times like hearing their story where mm. it didn't strike you as like, oh, there's got to be an angle here. That's not really the thought, sure. right? You know, yeah. I mean, I actually have I have a couple girlfriends who married men twenty years older than them, and I have another friend who married um, someone. Uh, he married a woman nineteen years older than him, and they're really happy and they love each other. and And I think that's great. I don't think I'm in that place that I want that for myself. But if somebody came into my life, you know, whatever, that's fine. But. I'm not into that. But I mean, Patrick Stewart, he rolls in with that English accent. He's like, Becca, let's, let's go see the Batman together. You're saying no. 
I yeah, mean, I can't imagine touching him, like holding his hand. It's, it's like my grandpa. I'm taking out my grandpa. No, yeah, I, saw, I was reading a couple articles just now. Like he was just talking about Picard season two and Professor X, and one of the pictures is a screenshot of I guess Picard, and he just looks. I mean, I'm sure the show's great. Kaylee said it's great, so I believe you. But this this one screenshot I saw, and it's like a bunch of young other actors next to him, and he just looks like a scrawny old man just standing there in this Star Trek outfit. I'm like, that looks a little that looks a little silly. Yeah. Yeah. He, no. When you're watching the show, he he pulls it off. But I mean, it's not. It's funny because um, we were having this conversation about somebody we know personally uh, the the other day. But there's some people that have just been old the whole time you've known them, even if you've known them for a long time. And he was I just, fifty and next generation. Yeah, I feel like Patrick Stewart's been old the whole time I've been aware oh, of yeah, him existing. Sure. Uh, and so, but, is what yeah. is next generation? What made him famous? Um, yes. I don't know. Famous it it might be the first thing where it put him like in pop culture in the U.S. But I mean, he's a really accomplished actor that's had a long career. I'm sure he did successful yeah, things before that. I think he did theater before. I think yeah. he was a theater guy and came into film. But I mean, Maybe he, I'm wrong. he still get it. He like he's got it, oh, man. Like you watch Logan. His performance in Logan is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. But, unbelievable yeah i've been i think i've said it on here probably a bunch but yeah i've been working my way through next generation and i've been i've been loving it but it's funny reading jocko and leadership stuff and then watching him i'm sure i'm granted i've seen a lot of not a lot of it i don't know i saw episodes as a kid so none of those i remember but i'm actually watching it from season one work my way up right and i'm sure he gets better as a person and the show gets probably much better it's not bad i'm liking it but there are moments where I'm like, dude, that was a horrible leadership call. <laughs> like, like, like complete opposite of everything <laughs> like a mm -hmm. good leader would have done. Like there was one point where Wesley was, um, Ugh. did you remember the episode where data, uh, had like a found another data and they like put him together yeah. and it's yes. like his brother quote unquote. Right. Mm -hmm. And so bad data, I forget his name in the show lore lure lotta i don't know he um i don't care he um he knocked out data and then was posing as data and being a baddie and he didn't use what's the word uh where words are combined like can't and ain't contraction that yeah so data never talks with contractions but um uh what's his face did and so the bad data did and so at one point uh bad data goes isn't that beautiful planet ain't it or something like that, and then Wesley looks up and is like, "It's not you. You're bad data." And then goes, "Captain Picard, this is this is bad data." And then Picard's like, uh, "Everyone's like, shut up, Wesley, sit down." And then he's like, "Okay." And then he's like, spoke up again uh, a little bit later, like, "No, he's he's that's bad data, Captain." And then Captain Picard looks at Wesley, goes, "Wesley, shut up," and then and just tells him to sit down. And I'm like, "Whoa, hold on!" Like any good leader, like it was like. The way Wesley was, he, he has done nothing but proven himself mostly right. If you've been like mm -hmm. following, like he's an annoying kid. Yeah. But like mm -hmm. every time there was something, he's always kind of been right. Like he's just young. And so how Picard was just dismissing him and like not listening to him at all. And then that was one very glaring. I'm like, I can't picture a good leader ever telling a, a, a subordinate go shut up and then just dismissing everything they're saying. And I'm like, bro, what the heck? But there's been other moments like that where he's just blatant, like, 
I'm like, dude, you need to read a Jocko book because you're not you're not handling this well at all. Yeah, so hopefully all. in season two, I think I'm halfway through season one. Uh, in season two, he uh, he picks up the the leadership strategy and tactics. You know, guys. I just <laughs> finished that book, by the way. Just finished it I for did. the second time. I know this you. wasn't the point of your statement, but the the dude whose name I've clearly blocked out of my memory, who played Wesley Crusher, is just a complete tool in real life. And it's I, just, I, yeah, it's so I've, satisfying I've to see people just for the rest of his life sending him "shut up, Wesley" memes. <laughs> That's funny. Will Wheaton. Yes. Yeah. Will just just un- insufferable. I mean, just a. Uh, I don't think I yeah. know anything about him, but I I've learned I don't like knowing about celebrities. Like even. Um, I don't remember who I was reading about the other day. I was like, I like that actor, and then I read some of their personal life. I'm like, oh, I wish I didn't read those things. Yeah, so I've avoided Tom Cruise. I've avoided a lot of stuff about Tom Cruise because I'm like, I like your movies too much, yeah. and I don't want to hate you. It's well, true. Speaking of uh, ineffective leadership, Rebecca, I saw a story just before we hopped on today that uh, oh, okay. Israel's current prime minister, who's Name I don't know because why would I? Spoke with uh, President Zelensky of Ukraine yes. and recommended that uh, that he surrender. I know that and, shocked uh, me. Listen, I don't know a lot about uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. I, I, I'm not well versed. It's in, not Neftali Bennett. But yeah. but no no I know. But I'm saying Netanyahu never would have recommended oh. surrender to Russia. BB would have said, bomb them back to the Stone Ages and I'll give you whatever you need to do it. So I don't know who this little sissy prime minister of Israel is now, but I'm not a fan. How about that? Yeah, I was really surprised because, first of all, when they like got into the fight, was it early this week, late last week, when they're like, we're going to also try to broker peace, Um, just like everybody, including the freaking Saudis. Uh, joke of a century so but I thought okay maybe you know Israel has some like political sway that certainly Belarus doesn't have um, globally Uh, but then when I saw that he literally told Zelensky to surrender I was like dude like what a freaking you you realize they're bombing Jewish places like you realize that's what they're targeting I I I have no idea what Putin has on this dude, but um, there's obviously Putin's got something on them because it's, it's just such a Neville Chamberlain moment. Like, dude, n- no, what do you think? Yeah, uh, yeah, I was a, uh, I was really upset and really sad, and yeah, I, I was shocked. Honestly, I was did not see that coming. Like, and, I, I lore. It was lore. That was bad. Data's <laughs> name. It was lore. All right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Back to Ukraine. What? What if? Yeah. What if Putin is just a bad android version of some very nice Russian guy? Hmm. Somewhere there's a good Putin just going, "Come on, guys, let's just be friends." Uh, but yeah, it if was he like, uses contractions. He's the he's the bad guy. Like I get, like I don't fault Zelensky for like they floated. Hey, we would be willing to put out there. We won't join NATO. Like we'll remain an unaffiliated right. yeah. country because there's there's just not many off ramps to this thing. Um, I I think it's funny, all these countries that want to step in and broker peace, because I think really the only country in the world right now that could just call Putin and say, cut it out and it have any effect would be China. They're not gonna. Um, and so, but like Zelensky going, okay, I'll, I'll kind of meet you in the middle. 
Um, mm-hmm. No, Crimea is not yours. No, I'm not going to recognize the independence of these other areas that are Ukrainian. Yeah. But, um, you know, if the sticking point is we, us becoming, uh, you know, a member of NATO, okay. We, we, yeah. we won't, we'll be, we'll be a little Switzerland sitting right here between right. you and the rest of NATO. So I can't really fault the guy. Like, I think that's a reasonable concession, but just right. the, the advice of just, uh, just appease, just surrender, bro. Yeah. Br- yeah. Also, just- also read the room. Cause look at the fight. These Ukrainians are putting up. These are not let's mm-hmm. surrender kind of people, dude. I, I just kind of love them. following some of it, but I saw, um, Maybe a couple of days ago, Zelensky was telling Putin, like, I'm down to talk. Like, come talk to me. I'm willing to call you or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He literally then, said, I don't buy Zelensky's willing to meet. Yeah, him. willing to meet. Did Putin, I'm assuming Putin never responded to that. Hail, right? Yeah. Putin can't leave Russia yeah. at this point. There's he been lower level meetings, but I don't like knowing Russia's propensity for just like brazenly poisoning people. I wouldn't. Uh, I, I mean, you see how far he sits away from his own team. He sits on the yeah. other side of the room. What is honestly, what a sad life. Did you, Josh, I don't know if you saw it before you like went off the socials or in, on Reddit, but so many of these like very famous uh, mom influencers made these videos like. I did not see anything like that if, and I wouldn't want to, if, but continue. If I was his mom, if I was his mom, yeah, I, I saw that and I hated it. Oh, I hated it so much. So that one actress. I think I, I saw on it. a cringe, there's a subreddit called cringe. And it was on that. And I was like, if I was your mom, I would have helped you. And I would have. T-. And I was like, shut up. Uh, yeah. I just but love it. Like, I it gives me dying. hope for society that that lady got raked over the coals. Like, eh, pretty much we all we all joined together oh, and gosh. agreed that, that that should be mocked. And so now I that mockery may have tra- those words may have traumatized her. And that's a problem that needs to be addressed. Yeah. But. Yeah, no. I do love that these Ukrainians are showing up to all their meetings and they're like t-shirts, they're scruffy beards. It's it's like giving me life. I they make me want to go to Ukraine and fight for Ukraine. It's really and you know how anti hard not to right like on and everyone on this podcast knows how much I am pacifist in my core. But let me tell you, seeing Zelensky watching his things and his wife, her post on Instagram like three days ago. I'm like, sign me up. I, I'll go. I'll go. I will go. Um, they are so inspiring. I cannot believe we're doing nothing to help them. And don't even tell me these sanctions are helping them. I cannot get started. I just, I, I, I'm so heartbroken yeah, for this country. You know, Jade and I, you know, we go back and forth on this, like talking, you know, here at the house and, you know, in the, the quiet moments uh, between the, the the kids yelling, but um, it, it's just it, it's it's tough. It's it's tough. It just is. We we should always. I think it's it's right to be hesitant to be cautious with committing American blood to a cause. Just in just as a general statement, we should. Sure. You, should you don't want to rush headlong into war, <laughs> and not every fight is ours. It should. It, it just not every fight is. But then particularly, and I don't care if this is jingoistic, I don't care if this is nationalistic, I, I don't care, particularly as an American, there's something in you that when you see someone defending their liberty, defending their freedom with their life on the line, that's a different thing, right? Like that yes. speaks yes. to us where, uh, you yes. know, at least the people that are in in my life that are people that I that I like, like to a T, 
there mm-hmm. there's at least some part of them is like ah, I kind of want to grab my rifle and go. I kind of want to grab my rifle and go. Or you know, it's <laughs> we talk about it uh, in church. Like if you're not going to go on the mission field, then you can help send other people. Okay, well I'm 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 gonna help send some other people. But it, mm-hmm. but it's the math on this is is tricky. Like you just you can't discount the nukes, and it just mm-hmm. makes it yes. It's horrible math. It's horrible math. Yes. And that's honestly that I, I get it. And I, this is why I'm so thankful. I'm not the person making these decisions um, because Putin would in a second, just, I, I'm surprised he hasn't escalated things already. Um, well, and he has some, like there's reports from the U S says they haven't, which is weird. And fog of war is a crazy thing, right? Like even, you know, we talked about them on here, those 13 soldiers on snake Island. Um, you know, at first right. it was, they were all dead and that seemed to, you know, we were all like, Oh, that makes it, it's, it's almost like some people were disappointed when we found out, no, they're alive. Cause we liked the, the romanticism, mm-hmm. the, you know, the heroics of, you know, they were, they were all killed. Uh, but it, it turned so like fog award is, is what it is. So it's tough to get like early news is often inaccurate. Early information is often inaccurate. Um, mm-hmm. But there's reports out of Ukraine and we know or, or out of uh, the UK that Russia has confirmed that they've used thermal barrack weapons. And we talked about these on here last week or the week before, but they, right. they literally like, um, disperse a fuel, like atomize it into the air and then it ignites the air. So even if the explosion itself, shrapnel fire, whatever doesn't affect you, the shock wave from it essentially mm-hmm. like pops, like ruptures lungs, like try and imagine a worse way uh, to, yeah. to die uh, for okay. me. So, and so those, um, those weapons by, I don't know what international law, I don't know if it's Geneva convention or what, but those weapons are banned and it looks mm. like they've, they've used those. Even if you went with conventional weapons, the way they've been deployed, the places they've been deployed. Uh, oh yeah. You know, I, I know like just some of the man, uh, war is hell. War, war is hell. And, you know, I know you talked about address this on, on your Instagram, just, you know, some of the, the images, you know, coming out of Ukraine. It's like, if this doesn't like, if there's nothing in you that wants to do something to stop this, that wants to, you know, I, I don't know what that says about you. It's probably not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's probably doesn't bode well for, for you as right. a human being, but at the same time, it's, and it's, it, isn't it weird, this geopolitical math though, where it's like, we can give them super advanced weapon, like surface to air missiles, which we are giving them. And these, mm-hmm. um, you know, like the stingers to take out the tanks. Mm-hmm. But if we, if we give Poland some old F-16 so that Poland can give them some, uh, some MiG 29s, that's an escalation. We, we think that, he's that Putin will see that as, as an escalation. It, it's just right. real. And, and we're like, we're trying to anticipate the actions and the reactions of a madman. The dude's lost his freaking mind. This is not, right. uh, yeah. this is, this is not the, the behavior. These are not the decisions of, of a rational human being. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And so I, I, I don't know. I don't know what that thing is where he goes, Oh, okay. Nukes. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if anybody does. I know a lot of people think they know this won't push mm-hmm. them over the edge or this will. 
But again, we talk ego on here a lot because of Ryan Holiday, Mm -hmm. because of Jocko. And the dude just seems to be pure ego. And I just don't see Mm -hmm. him willing to take an L on the global, on the global stage. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yay. So, but it's, I I reference, you know, Becca talking about it on uh, her social media where as this started and it became very clear that uh, not unlike, um, you know, Vietnam, this this war was going to be broadcast to, well, once upon a, Vietnam was broadcast to our living rooms, this is broadcast to wherever you want to watch it, phone, computer, TV, uh, whatever, Mm -hmm. if, if you let it, if you let it be. Uh, and, Mm -hmm. and your advice was, was to avoid that, right. That you don't need to see those images that you don't need to, uh, be desensitized to those. And I agree with that. We shouldn't be desensitized, but at the same time, like in the same vein of kind of what, what Jocko does with some of his podcasts where he's covered like my lie massacre and some of these things, like it's, it's very easy in our insulated, um, you know, first world lives, to to be convinced that that kind of evil isn't out there and to not understand the human capacity for evil um, until you see, I mean, and and I don't know if you've seen it and I'm not encouraging to go look for it, but it became, and there's plenty of images like this, but became pretty prolific over, over the last week or so of, of a mom with her two kids. And then somebody who I think wasn't, wasn't with them, uh, laying dead in the street and they were just trying to flee. These aren't combatants. These aren't uh, whatever. And she, I don't know that she was American, but she was actually working for a, a, a Palo Alto startup. And none of that makes it any more or less tragic than, than if it was, you know, there's images like this uh, out of Afghanistan and, and Iraq and whatever. And the, you know, those just didn't get broadcast to us in the way that these are, but it's, it, no, I, I I don't know that everybody needs to see that. I, I think that will weigh heavily on some people who do see it. I think they have a hard time shaking that, and maybe you shouldn't shake that. But without seeing it, can you fully grasp how wrong what's happening is? How bad and how evil what's going on is? I don't know. Yeah, I think you can. And I just, I think my point was that we're not prepared to deal with seeing war in the way that we have seen it in the last week and a half. And there are reasons that servicemen and women return home and have PTSD. And I don't think the general public needs to. I think you can read a report and that is sufficient to communicate the horror that is taking place. I don't think we people need to see that family that was like gunned down, the mom and the kids. Um, so I, I think for me, it's just, yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure it serves us the way that we are inundated with images. Um, I think you could read something and yeah, I'm just very nervous for what it's going to do to, uh, people. And at the same time, like, you know, I've also thought about this summer, like if I'm going to go volunteer with some agencies that are working on the ground in Eastern Europe and, and do trauma counseling, because those people need help. They're living this, right? I don't think my students or my sisters 
even my brothers, I'm not sure it's helping them care for the people of Ukraine by seeing all of this and then becoming immobilized because of what they're seeing and that their inability to do anything to help. Whereas the people in Ukraine, they have things they can do. They're fighting back, they're fleeing, which those aren't great options, but they're getting out adrenaline. And people here are seeing it, oh no, that's terrible. And then they're going on with their life and it's just building inside them and they're doing nothing to process it. It's making them care less and be less sensitized. And that is not uh, helpful for anybody does no good. So I think that was like why I posted that is I really, I was just having too many conversations, um, you know, with students coupled with actually uh, the day before I, I follow uh, someone on social media who's a, a former Marine. Um, and he was just saying, people, please don't watch anything. You have no idea what you're about to see. It's, it's not going to help you coming from somebody who has lived this um, and so that just got me thinking, um, but there's stuff, you know, and I don't even think I've done extreme things. I will never talk about things I've seen or done or experienced, um, working in some of the places I have, it, it would traumatize people. They're not equipped for that. Um, so to me, it's, I think you can learn and know about something and care without the constancy or you know maybe if it's once a week you're seeing something but yeah i just i really don't think it helps anybody to see as much as they're seeing um and it's just a constant barrage so yeah yeah i i agree from that standpoint of the the volume of it and the, the constancy of it but i also like my fear is that without it one a picture really is worth a thousand words right like you look at if i told you the story of the dude standing okay but then a photo not the video yeah but even the photo one photo fine yeah but people are seeing you're touching your phone over three thousand times a day period that's what that's the average so some people are seeing it more they don't need that. to see three thousand photos of horror yeah that's doing no good for your soul yeah, yeah no I that's agree. doing no good for the people of ukraine you're doing nothing it would be better for you to see that one picture and then get on the freaking phone to your congressmen and women and tell them what you want to do and what you think they should be doing and what could change get off of your butt and donate money to somebody on the ground doing something but you seeing video and over three thousand photos a day how is that helping anybody? Sorry, Carol. Yeah. I, I'm chill now. No, I, agree. I, was, I, I was ready to fall asleep like, like 10 minutes ago. Like, I just don't want it to it be, uh, most of our listeners are ready to fall asleep 10 minutes ago, but uh, I just don't want it to be zero because I think it's too easy to set it aside and, and convince yourself either it's not happening or what's happening isn't as bad as, as what it is. I, I think it's too easy for it to be out of sight, out of mind. Okay. I don't think That's you should fair. intentionally expose yourself to it, but I think also to avoid all of it at all costs, um, is to, I don't know, like, I don't want to say it's, it's an easy out. Um, sure. but, and I, I do think, you know, to your point, um, there, there are some vets who are like, oh, okay, I'll go. I'm down. Like right. there, there's like an entire Canadian, like volunteers, but there's enough yeah. Canadians that have gone to fight that they've formed their own battalion. Um, I love that. There, there's us vets there, there's vets from all over the world yeah. that are or that are looking to go and ply their trade um mm -hmm. but that's not everybody right that's sure. um you know i don't think um 
it's cowardly of me to do the math that goes, well, no, my, my wife and my children, like, it's not, it's not fair. It wouldn't be fair to them or for me. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't make sense for me to go put my life on the uh, on the line for this right. particular fight. But all that to say, if you if you can't pick up your rifle and go, you're not there. There are people doing things, and there are things you can do to support that. Uh, sure. You know, I know in my household we've been looking for ways to help, and so we've talked about them on here before for natural disasters here. But uh, Convoy mm-hmm. of Hope, and we'll put the link back in our link tree. Yeah, Convoy of Hope's over there. Like they're not in Ukraine. They're across the border. They're helping refugees like they're doing work right now. Um, Save our allies who uh, Tim Kennedy and Nick Palmisio from um, I think Nick's involved in Article 15 clothing and um, uh, just a few different veteran things. But the Save Our Allies group that was working to get um, U.S. citizens and U.S. allies out of Afghanistan, they're over there now working to set up field hospitals just across the borders, doing the things they do. You can donate to them directly. If you want to have a little something to show for your donation, I think we've talked about it on here. Um, you know, go don't I don't need a cut. I don't think they're doing a cut. You don't need to go through our website. Go right to goruck.com. They're selling mm-hmm. a couple of different shirts where you can you and patches and stuff. So you can show your support for Ukraine and all the, the, the funds from that go to um, they're working with the Green Beret Foundation, who's who's doing some stuff over there um, and uh, and save our allies as well. So there's ways to contribute. Right. Like you can yeah. you can take yeah. action. Um, now, thanks to inflation, your donation doesn't go as far as it used to. But, hey, you can do something. Yeah. Uh, you know, so so do do that. But like we don't we don't have to just be bystanders. Right. We do, we, yes. we don't have to sit back and go. Why isn't anyone doing anything? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm someone. So there, there's there's people yes. there's people doing good things. And it's uh, and there, yes. there's organizations that just government moves slow. I mean, even even mm-hmm. at its best government moves slow. But there's non-governmental agencies that are able to, to move a lot quicker and are, and are doing some good. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you can support them. So, mm-hmm. you know, do that. Yeah. Yep. So have you, I know, uh, uh, Jade's good friends with, I think uh, you know, some of you are too. That's, it's a higher up at convoy. I hope is that somebody you could, do they do mm-hmm. the kind of work? Like if you were to go over and try and help, do they have a counseling aspect? I know a lot of their ministry is practical, but. Yeah. So um, I, I've looked into going with um, Samaritan's Purse. So I have, I have friends at Samaritan's Purse, and they and they do that. I also have some friends that um, are just with secular organizations that do yeah. uh, immediate trauma, like counseling. So, so listeners, like if you've ever seen like Chick Fil A or around Christmas time, if you've seen people collecting shoe boxes, it's probably mm-hmm. Samaritan's Purse. Like that's their their big big thing that they're known for, but not. By no means the, uh, the, yeah, the only thing Yeah, that's what they're they known do. for. I really like them. I've actually been part of some shoe drops when I lived in um, a couple different African countries. I really love the work that they do. Um, and that's who, it was in the news, Mike Pence and his wife were just um, at the Poland border, and they were with Samaritan's Purse. Cool. It is a Christian organization, um, but I really think they do good humanitarian aid um, in the name of Jesus instead of preaching the name of Jesus and doing uh, shoddy humanitarian aid. And and there are organizations that do that. And yeah. I don't think they are one. So I really respect that. Cool. 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 Well, uh, Bex, you're, yeah. you're closing out the first year of the pod here. 
Right, we didn't we didn't Boys. say that earlier, but uh, next uh, next week will be our anniversary episode. A year? Uh, one year. You're, so you're the you're the last what? episode of our first year of broadcasting. Oh, guys, I'm so proud of you. So I love thanks. it. And we're it. we're not famous yet, so it's been for nothing. You're famous <laughs> in my heart. <laughs> So Josh is like that means nothing to me, woman. Thank you. But, <laughs> you guys judge me for watching Batman alone in the theater, so I've been hurt ever since. Oh were you tra- were you traumatized by our words, Josh? Yeah, I, I went to my safe space and I cried. Um, I know. And I ca- watched a bunch of videos about Ukraine, and it made it even worse. I know a so counselor thanks. who can help you with those feelings. So I'll I'll, you guys. I'll give you the number. I'll hook you up. So. But, oh gosh. Uh, what do you think? I think you were, I'd have to go back and count, but I think you were our most prolific guest uh, over this first year. And I see no reason really? to change that track record this coming year. Okay. I think cool. you made the most appearances. Wow. So Mike, I'm honored. Mike Redacted would probably be the closest. He's probably hot on your heels. Well, we, we figured, you know, what better way to close out uh, our first year than with you, Becca, our, our most prolific uh, mm-hmm. guest um i'd say i'd say most beloved but man we got we've got some great guests but if we did a guest of the year competition um i think you'd rate highly but next week first episode of second year um we're going Ooh. we're going big we're we're going um none other than the uh founder of go ruck himself jason mccarthy so, applause, applause cheering cheering yeah so Super excited about that. Great way to kick off the first year. We've got some other uh, big guests in the works. So we are just getting started, as they say. And listeners, as always, we appreciate you. If you if you would, if you could, stop and visit the, uh, the old website, solid7podcast.com, solid7podcast.com. There's all kinds of goodies there for you. There's always links to the latest episode of the podcast. Hopefully you don't need those links anymore. Hopefully you've already subscribed and reviewed and liked and thumbed up. But if you haven't, the link to the latest episodes are always right there. Of course, our affiliate and ambassador links for Go Ruck and uh, Jocko Fuel and Origin Maine are all right there. So you can get yourself some awesome uh, American-made uh, products and support the podcast along the way. You can find all of our socials there. And if you want to take it to the next level, you can link to our Patreon right there and become a supporter and uh, help us make this all help it happen. Help us send Becca her own microphone so that when she makes her 10, 12, 15 appearances on the podcast over the next year, she sounds as good as us instead of awesome. this. I mean, good, but it's, it's, it's AirPod Becca. We want microphone Becca uh, okay. and uh, Patreon support helps make things like those like that happen. So, Check out the website and uh, tell your friends. And uh, Becca, any any thoughts to close out year one here, the Solid Seven Podcast? What do you want to tell the people? Wow, that's like so much pressure. Um, tune in for year two. I don't even know. Keep coming back. Good what? stuff. Eyes words. Well said. Well said. And she's a professor. You got to listen to that. She knows what she's talking that's about. True. So, all right. Well, have a great life, everyone. Bye, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.